welcome to 2021 and also season three episode one We've made one change that you'll probably notice if you're a regular listener once we get there, but for for now we're still starting off with good times, bad times. And I have I have a good time. At least I think it's a good time. That's good. There was a study done at the University of Southampton. Prestigious institution. Sounds like Britain, I'm assuming. Oh, probably. The University of Southampton. It says, basically, the Earth has been lucky to be able to support life for the three billion or so years that we've had it. They did a climate simulation on 100,000 randomly generated planets and ran each one a, a hundred times. And in, in all those experiments, almost all of them failed more than half the time before it got to three billion years. So we've been just rolling sevens for three billion years. <laughs> I, I, don't, mean, I don't know if that's good or not, and perhaps I don't play, but... That's, um, that's, yeah, that's good. It's not surprising, though. I mean, you see uncommon events, or rather statistically unlikely events, all the time in the universe simply because the sample size is so big. Like, supernovas almost never happen, but we've observed quite a few. Right. Just because when your sample size is the universe uncommon things happen frequently yeah so it's lucky that we're here yeah not somewhere else yeah exactly that's nice so good to a little bit of good luck to start 2021 thanks for that university of southampton (laughs) i don't know if the good luck is starting 2021 or if it started in negative three billion yeah we just noticed it now but either way it got pointed out now yeah Acknowledged good luck. Positive start to the year. (laughs) Of course, it's sometime all lucky streaks come to an end, so that part's kind of disappointing, but... Yeah, well, if it's not this year, then I'm sure it'll be when the sun supernovas. Either either this year or then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One or the other. (laughs) Yeah, I have no good times. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, you said you had a nice new year. Yeah, it was a good New Year's. One of my favorites in a while. Small, but fun. It was a lot of fun. Some hotly contested Pictionary was played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun because we won. Yeah, I think it was close. (laughs) It was not. The first one was kind of close. We only beat you by three, but then the last one, when we changed the point system, we beat you by like 400. You got easy ones, though. (laughs) Anyway. So go ahead. For my bad times? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. Larry King is COVID. That's a bad time? I guess so. I, it's For him, yeah. it is at least. Definitely for him. I, I didn't know where else to put it. Yeah, fair enough. I would put it under bad time. I don't really know anything about Larry King other than what he looks like. Yeah. And I, I that he's like, people really like him in the States. Do they? Some, I think so. A certain segment of the population does, that's for sure. Yeah, mom's coming down the driveway. Oh, that's nice. Then they're going to be the dogs on the yep. recording again very shortly. <laughs> so, um, well, that's too bad for Larry King. He's also quite, uh, he's not hes not in the population that uh, you want to be in. Yeah, he's 87. If you get COVID. 
Same age as Chuck Grassley, and Chuck Grassley was asymptomatic his entire time. Well, good luck to him then. Maybe he'll be the same. Does he still do his show? Uh, not the one that he became famous for, but I think he does a podcast. Oh, okay. As it is probably not as popular. As <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, I, the U.S. hit 350,000 COVID deaths, neither last night or this morning. Oh, geez. Uh, and New York State became the fourth state to top one million cases, joining California, Texas, and Florida. Which um, which is almost almost good because they were the first one. Like they were so far ahead of everyone. Yeah, they were really and then, bad. And then three states got to a million cases before them. So yeah. they've obviously stemmed. Well, during the middle bit there, they stemmed the tide. I think it's getting bad there again now. Yeah. But they they did some good some good work over the summer. Yeah, I think it, it speaks to the competence of Andrew Cuomo's. Because I mean, early on he was praised for how he was handling everything right i think Um, so yeah so we've talked about it before we talked about it with mary so i think that speaks to his his competence and i think with texas and florida the fact that they got there before new york speaks to the incompetence uh yeah because tech because florida got a really late start yeah they did i remember florida saying see it's not so bad and then it just (laughs) skyrocketed yeah and texas is um uh again it's a populous state as florida new york and california are but but again, I think it's, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it might be the least populous of the, th- the four there. And that's, again, I think just incompetence and, you know, Republican governors. And uh, California, I would say, didn't handle it as well as New York, but they also just have the greatest population, 39 million people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. It's more than Canada. Yeah. So that's just, you know, if they're not at 2 million yet, I think they're still probably doing pretty good. What's Canada? Do you know? I don't know. Because they, their number should be around the same as ours. Yeah, I don't think they are. I think they're worse. Yeah. I don't think... So they are doing pretty good. I know. <laughs> they're doing good, pretty good compared to other U.S. states when you adjust for population. Right. Okay. Uh, have we hit a million cases yet, even? I don't think so. I don't think we have. I don't think so. I'm not yeah. 100% sure, but I don't think so. Well, maybe we'll give an update next episode. Don't don't trust us. Let's not toot our own horn before we've <laughs> checked the pump. There's a kind of hush all over the world. Tonight, all over the world, you can hear the sounds of lovers in love.
on to our new adjusted segment going from it is no longer Prob- tnt probably more aptly named yes it is now political and the song is political by spirit of the west now that trump is in his last fortnight of office we decided does he spend he probably we, spends most of his time playing video games yeah <laughs> yeah so we decided to change it and and here we are. And we would like we were talking about earlier. We would we would be interested if we could make all of the songs for our segments Canadian bands. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so if anyone in Ohio knows any Canadian bands and would like to email us for Canadian bands, what's the email address? Dad's right podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Or yeah. anywhere really. You don't have to be in Ohio. Now only people in Ohio listen. Uh, there's a few there's a few <laughs> others. <laughs> Anyway, so going into political, starting off in the U.S., a coalition of 11 Republican senators has said that they will vote against certifying the election results in a joint session of Congress. Uh, This will shock everybody. The coalition is led by Ted Cruz, because of course it is, because it's a coalition of douches. But what is actually surprising is Mitch McConnell has urged them to not subvert the will of what was a free and fair election and is uh, saying that they should vote to certify the election results. That's wild. That's that's like almost integrity. No. No? No, it's it's you I mean you wrote it there. It's a bad look before the Georgia Senate race. Well, yes, maybe that is more his That's why. Yeah. It's interesting. The Georgia Senate race it is in uh what's today the 3rd? Yes. It's in 2 days. And I still think the Republicans will win, but the Democrats are pulling ahead and out fundraising. Now, that didn't help them at all in North Carolina, Iowa, or Maine in uh, 2020. But what is interesting is that new factors, Donald Trump is actually less approved of now than he was on election day because of all of this resisting the election results. So that might damage Republicans. Also, people like Lynn Wood, who you talk about later, who is telling them not to vote. And if Donald Trump has been spreading, well, not if, because Donald Trump has been spreading this, the election wasn't fair, it's not free, a lot of people are thinking, well, then people won't go vote because they're going to think it's a, sorry, rather Republicans won't go vote because they're going to think it is not a free and fair election. So why would they? Yeah, I, I think that's people wishful thinking. Maybe. Ultimately, these these states like this, and and you look at what happened in. Forget about the vote for president. Look at what happened in the votes for uh, Senate and and the House. Yeah, like it was. It, Republicans made gains in both areas. Not well, the Senate. not the Senate, but they didn't lose like they were expected to in the Senate, and they made gains, gains in the House. Yeah, which is yeah. No, I definitely think the Republicans will win, but it's um, it'll be tighter than than you it, might expect it might be because also they've had early voting that just ended and there were three million early votes every county this is not surprising because it's early votes but every county based just based on the early votes is currently democrat leaning in georgia and there was three million early votes there were four million for the presidential election and 
demographics, minority demographics are up in those three million. Yeah. Now, uh, it should be in it. Maybe it'll be close. I hope so, but I doubt it. I, I think it will be close. I still think the Republicans will win. I think the best we could hope for is one Democrat wins and one Republican wins, which would still give Republicans control over the Senate. But who knows? We'll see. Hope for the best. Expect the worst because it probably will be the worst. Alberta moving to uh, Canada. The provincial government in Alberta said that they'd vaccinate 29,000 frontline workers by the end of 2020. They vaccinated 7,000. That's less, right? It is less. It's just a little bit less. And uh, it was, I think, on the 30th where the health minister said they were not going to meet their goal. (laughs) He was holding out hope till then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> only twenty two thousand more guys we can do it <laughs> it just the thing i don't get is it just doesn't take that long i know canada is actually i was reading today or maybe it's just ontario i'm not sure somewhere is going very slow i think it's all of canada we're vaccinating five thousand people a day no that's ontario that's ontario you yeah. read that okay yeah it's in my side uh, later oh okay well yeah. oops well we won't talk about it then but yeah i mean it's it's ridiculous and the alberta government's just kind of bad at everything so well, we can talk about it right now because you know Alberta's maybe going bad, but the exact, it was from a doctor, uh, Dr. Kim, uh, I can't remember her name, I should have wrote it down. Anyway, she she had a tweet that said, it, at the rate we're vaccinating in Ontario, we should hit 80% of adults, and, and 80% is what they say you need to hit herd immunity. Yeah. So they want to hit, they'll hit 80% of adults by June 4th, 2034. Oh my God. We have deli- we've been delivered 148,000 doses, but only 37,000 vaccinations, and Ontario's doing less than 5,000 a day. Why? I don't know. I mean, it just has to be incompetence, right? They should have had a plan laid out. If you can test, like how many tests are we doing a day? Yeah. Like 20 or 30,000. Yeah. If you can do that many tests, you can do that many shots. Well, maybe not if you have everybody on tests. Well, you take them off the test and you give them the shots. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. Doesn't, like, I, I would think the, sh- the shots are that more That is important. the priority. Get the shots done. Yeah. Like, it's, they have to pick it up. It's ridiculous. And the same thing in Alberta, it looks like, if they're 22,000 behind in a month. Yeah. Ridiculous. I don't know if it was just always an unrealistic goal no. or if they're stupid. I just think it's poor planning. And there's no reason for it because you knew the vaccines were coming. You, 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 there was going to be a vaccine. Yeah. You knew there was going to yeah, be a vaccine. absolutely. So the plan should have been laid out long before the vaccine came. <laughs> and if you don't get enough, then you can reduce it. But it doesn't mean that, you know, if we have 148,000, that's, you know, maximum seven days, probably less. It shouldn't be sitting around longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, back to your okay. stuff. Yeah. Back to my stuff. Now, I, th- I I almost have enough here to create what I think should be a, a new political subsection. Do the rules apply to your representative? <laughs> Odds are they don't. So beginning with Alberta Municipal Affairs Minister Tracy Allard, who over the Christmas break vacationed in Hawaii. Hawaii's um, nice. Hawaii is nice. To be, uh, I mean, people are trying to get people to go to their states. But I th- how did how did she get in? I don't know. I I guess she just did. 
lied? Like, you can't just I, go and say I'm going on vacation, right? I don't know. I, uh, my understanding is that the, the border, border is, is closed. closed. You can't just go and say I'm going on vacation. I guess she did, or she lied. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, moving on. Alberta Municipal Affairs Minister, Minister Tracy Allard vacationed in Hawaii over the Christmas break. MLA, Alberta MLA, Pat Wren vacationed in Mexico. Jason Steffen is coming home from Arizona. Jeremy Nixon also enjoyed his Christmas break in Hawaii. And Does he Tanya go with Fur, Tracy Allard? <laughs> I don't know. And Tanya Fur is coming home from the U- unspecified state in the U.S. Uh, these are all United Conservative Party MLAs. And Jason Kenney has decided that none of them will be punished for their actions, saying that he has now issued clear directives that cabinet ministers and all members of his party are to stay in Alberta during the pandemic. A directive he issued to Albertans ages ago, but apparently cabinet is exempt from the rules unless otherwise specified because they are more important than us. It's pretty it's pretty insane. Yeah. I don't... Uh... But that's not all. Oh. NDP uh, MP from Manitoba, Nikki Ashton, visited her sick grandma in Greece over the break. A better reason than most, I would argue. She was a chief critic in NDP uh, leader Jagmeet Singh's shadow cabinet, but she has been stripped of her critic role after she failed to inform Jagmeet Singh about her trip. Yeah, I I mean, I'd have to know the details more did she come down with something quickly and she wasn't planning on going to greece and all of a sudden she went to greece and she forgot to call her boss first i get that you're just worried about getting everything forgetting yeah. everything and getting out was it a planned trip to visit your sick grandma because she's old and sick for a long time and you know the it's a break time so you're gonna go because in that case yeah it's probably should have been thought about and especially not not on any given year but on this year yeah uh, so it it depends. There's some factors there, and also, uh, what she visit. What I mean, I'm sure she visited her sick grandma. If she was there for 14 days, should she spend 14 days with her grandma or one, and the other 13 days uh, eating seafood and drinking whatever you're drinking, ouzo. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know the exact details either. Um, I think that it's just bad PR right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if she got a critic role back eventually. Nikki Ashton is a big name in the NDP circles and holds a northern Manitoba riding that the NDP contests with the conservatives, and incumbents are important. So I think I think this is a temporary setback for her. I think it's more political theater than anything to strip her of her role. Right. But we'll see. On the other hand, conservative MP Ron Leipert went to California to deal with, quote, essential house maintenance issues for the second time since March. He has a lot of issues with his house. I think he's selling it. Um, No, that's somebody else. Oh. (laughs) Also in California. We talk about him later. Uh, No, this is, he's not selling it. His house is just falling to pieces, I guess. Yeah, maybe he's got uh, this old house guy coming over. Maybe. Fixing it up. A spokesperson said there has been no non-essential travel and that he has complied with all public health guidance including the Alberta border testing program each time he has traveled. Is he married? Did he go alone? Or did he go with the family? Uh, I think he went by how, himself. How long did he stay? I mean, these are things that, that did, you must take into account. Maybe it could be, I, if he's renting it, maybe he does need to go. That's possible. I read, I don't know, when it said essential house maintenance. I was like, okay, fine. But then for the second time since March? Yeah, possible. How, but can't you just hire somebody? I'm sure people need the work in California. 
Probably. Hire somebody to go I'm do sure it. I'm sure he did hire somebody, but it's his place. He wants to make sure it's doing, done properly. Yeah, I get but that. we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's something you might need to... I don't know. I I find it suspect. Sus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to that guy, Saskatchewan Party, which is the governing conservative party in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan Party Minister Joe Hargrave is getting back to Saskatchewan after going to California to finalize the sale of his house. He had the premier's permission and is self-isolating. That's not too bad. No, that's fine. Yeah. Moving over to Quebec, liberal member of the National Assembly, Pierre Arcand, is coming back from Barbados. It is actually not prohibited to travel to Barbados from Canada, but he said it was a lapse in judgment and regrets it. Yeah, it's not prohibited to travel lots of places, but we're, well, at least Ontario's in lockdown. I don't know about Quebec. They should be. They should be probably but not. The, yeah. uh, but the, uh, either way, the federal government's saying try to avoid non-essential travel. That's yeah. what the government is saying, so the government should follow the rules. I agree. And lastly, also in Quebec... CAQ member of the National Assembly from the governing party is coming back from Peru after visiting his wife after more than a year of not seeing her. He is currently sponsoring her to uh, move to Canada, but her application has been slowed down due to pandemic. Uh, the premier, Francois Legault, also approved this MNA's trip. That's, yeah, yeah that's all, right. all right. I find it interesting, though, that the CAQ is very anti-immigration, and then this man is trying to get his wife in from Peru. I feel like he's in the wrong party. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That is... But, I mean, I say that's it. That is quite the list of MPs, MLAs, MNAs that traveled. Yeah, and there's one more. And there is one more. Over to you. Rod Phillips, the Ontario Finance Minister, went to St. Bart's on December 13th, five days after the session ended. Now... This on its own, again, on the 13th, we weren't in lockdown. I don't think it had been announced yet. So, bad judgment. Yeah. Absolutely bad judgment. But what then preceded that was where, to me, he probably, I mean, he resigned his his uh, finance minister post, but I think I think he should be kicked out. But he tweeted like he was still in Ontario. He sent pictures of him picking up maple syrup on maple syrup day i didn't even know there was a maple syrup day yeah me neither yeah i don't know how i didn't know (laughs) but he he sent a christmas eve message of him sitting in front of his fireplace sipping eggnog where he thanked people for the sacrifices they have made to help people people safe when in actuality he's sitting on a beach in saint bart's (laughs) drinking mai tais do you think that he pre-recorded that message before he left yeah. or do you think that he had a set that he brought with him no he definitely pre-recorded it it was it, this is he was it, it was ridiculous he's he knew it was a bad idea clearly he knew he shouldn't go obviously so he, he made this big ruse so he didn't <laughs> know it's insane clearly a very well thought out ruse to record that message because otherwise before. record your message in saint bart's yeah exactly and uh, Ford said he was extremely disappointed with his finance minister. He, uh, yes, obviously. Well, yeah, I'm sure. He said he only learned of the trip when Phillips left the country. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I, I really need to see how that he has, susses out. He has acknowledged that he learned of it only after he left the country, but that he didn't immediately tell him to come home. Right. He said, oh, yeah, I should have told him to come right back home. But he had a conversation with him, I think, a, f- a week or so before it became public knowledge. 
and 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 didn't tell him to come back. Yeah, not 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 shocking. No, no, not at all. I I find it hard to believe he didn't know beforehand, but. <laughs> Like, they're all in the cabinet. They're sitting around. What are you doing after under the break? Oh, I'm going down to St. Bart's. Oh, yeah, have a good time. <laughs> For sure that happened. They're all good old boys. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Attorney extraordinaire Lynn Wood has called out Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, for not supporting the president, yes. including Mitch McConnell and Mike Pence, and said Mike Pence should be tried for treason and... Uh, executed by the by firing squad. That's a little extreme. Seems to be. Well, I, I'm not. I, I mean, I, I read the. Art, I don't follow the logic of why they are being bad Republicans, but I almost, maybe just because they said it was a fair election. Yeah. Well, yeah. That automatically makes you a bad Republican. It's interesting. Like this seems like the type of woman where Trump might even look at her and be like, "It's Whoa, a guy." Lynn, what is a guy? Yeah. Oh, it's L I N. I don't think that necessarily changes anything. It's a guy. Okay. Okay. So I think Trump might look at this guy and be like, "Whoa, chill. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit much." <laughs> and today we have a vote for the Speaker of the House, and personally, I hope Nancy loses. Yeah, she won't. I don't. I've had enough of her. I don't enjoy her. I don't think she's good for the Democratic Party. No, I mean, she's not. I don't enjoy her either. She'll win. I think she's the only one running. They say it's a tricky vote for her, so I'm assuming that meant somebody else was running. Do people run? Can't don't you like nominate? Oh, anybody, anybody can run for. You didn't have to be a member of the House of Representatives to run for Speaker of the House. Really? Yeah. You need to be what American? Yeah. No. Cool. That's it. But it is just you know uh, representatives who vote. It's not like a nationwide vote. No, I understand that. So yeah. So if you're, I'm talking for the viewers. Oh, okay. So if you're. The people Listeners. in Ohio know how this works. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, unless you are friends with 219 of the representatives, you you're don't really lose. have a good shot unless yeah. you're a member. No, I think because the Democrat majority is so narrow, they will coalesce around one candidate lest they end up with a Republican Speaker of the House. Right. Yeah, they don't have a choice. Exactly. Yeah, they have to. Hopefully it's not Nancy. Yeah, no, I mean, it will be. I, I I don't know. Can if, you how do what order do they vote in? Like do Republicans vote first and then Democrats? I uh no, I think they normally vote by state in alphabetical order. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Anyway, so far in his moving on. Uh so far in his presidency, uh Trump has pardoned ninety four people. Of those ninety four, seven only seven were recommended by the Department of Justice. And at least 84 of them had personal or political connections to Trump. So three of them were random people. Yeah. Some, <laughs> a couple of them we weren't. They, 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 there was 4% that they weren't, uh, that were classified other. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it, was a mis- it was a misprint on the file and they just couldn't be bothered. Like, yeah, sure, whatever, you can walk free. He's pardoned 29 people since he lost the election. That's... Is that many comparatively? Well, it's the difference is the I think the difference is the personal relations that he's that he's pardoning. Ah. Now, Obama granted clemency to one thousand nine hundred and twenty seven people in his four eight years, including a record three hundred and thirty in one day. Um, most of those 
were, and most of his were clemency, not pardons. Trump, I think, is mostly pardons, not clemency. So it's mm-hmm. a little different. He's done some clemency too. He did clemency to those uh, people that shot up, did the war crimes in Iraq. Oh, okay. The Navy, the contractors to the military that did the shot a bunch of people, yeah. killed a bunch of civilians. So they gave clemency to them, which means you're still guilty, but you get out of jail. Okay. Uh, whereas a pardon means you aren't guilty anymore. Okay. So most of Obama's were clemency, 1,715 communications and 212 pardons. But most of Obama's were were people that uh, got caught in the war on drugs and got mandatory sentences for relatively small crimes. Yeah, that's, I mean... And he didn't overturn the convictions. It's just basically the time served, then they got out. Yeah, that's... Which was quite a bit, because the war on drugs was like a while before Obama. Yes, yes, it was. I mean, yeah, that's that's not bad. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's wrong necessarily to pardon people under certain circumstances because laws change, understandings change. So I think that a high number pardon isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think it's your reasoning, and Obama seemed to have much better reasoning than Trump. Yeah, it's it the the fact that I mean, all the people that were connected with his uh, what's the lawyer's name, Mueller? That did, Mueller investigation got pardoned. Yeah, these the well the the four guys from from iraq got pardoned there's oh what's his name uh kushner's dad got pardoned yeah so it's been i don't think it's a random list or a list of people that were uh, unjustly (laughs) accused (laughs) he's not uh he's not exactly turned into a social justice warrior no and finally in today's news some audio came out where trump is talking to brad Raffensperger, who is the Georgia Secretary of State, to ask him to overturn the election results. At at one point in the tape, he said, all I want to do is this. I want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. <laughs> That's all. That's all. That's it. Just find those votes. Yeah, yeah just look for them. And yeah, I'm sure they're out there. At another point, he said, you have a big election coming up, and because of what you've done to the president, you know... The people of Georgia know this was a scam because of what you've done to the president. A lot of people are going to go out and vote, and a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. All these like high-ranking Republicans, the Georgia Secretary of State has said himself he's a die-hard Trump Republican, but I don't understand how when they have to deal with him. Are they also just idiots? or like? Because I would get so annoyed just sitting through the rambling of nonsense. Oh my God, man. <laughs> Yeah, shut up. Yeah. How can you support him actively yeah. when you have to work with him like that? They had him They had him replying at one point after he's saying, you know, we, we all know it was a scam and that he goes, well, the problem is, Mr. President, the data you have is false. <laughs> the problem is you're wrong. <laughs> Closer to fine. Closer to fine, indeed. Go ahead. Well, I got two things. One, Ontario thinks that they can have the third... After your story about how well it's going so far, (laughs) Ontario thinks they can have the third wave of vaccines out by July, and the third wave is the general public. Okay. That's the only thing they get us started. And then it takes another three years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 2034 wasn't it oh my god you're right it was it's like 12 years 13 uh alberta thinks they can have it out by the fall 
because they're behind on everything because they're incompetent. We'll see how that goes. I hope sooner for all of them, but I mean, July seems reasonable to me. Yeah, I guess as long as it happens. It takes some time. I mean, I don't know how many people they need to vaccinate before they get to the third wave. I over 70s frontline workers no, I know, yeah i know who it is i just uh, don't know how many people oh that yeah is. yeah yeah i don't know either but uh so maybe it's not i mean if it's uh if you're doing ten thousand a day fifteen thousand a day you're gonna get through that pretty quickly i think yeah either way i don't know i i am a little though concerned because alberta says by the fall and that's pretty late and they didn't exactly meet their last target yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if they're saying the fall, does that mean spring 2022? I'm sure like, other provinces will pitch in once they're done there. Pro- <laughs> everybody else is done. Yeah. And they're like, all right. Send the doctors. It's like when there's a fire in, in the NWT. People come up from all different provinces. It'll yeah. be the same. Except I, Alberta still might be done before Quebec. They're a disaster. Yeah. And then this story made me happy. Archaeologists have uncovered a fast food restaurant in Pompeii. Really? McDonald's? <laughs> uh, no, but it did have the bright yellow trimming. <laughs> it, uh, now, this apparently is not the story. Uh, they, apparently, they knew already that Pompeii had fast food restaurants, and there were fast food restaurants across Rome. But this is the most... Did um, they have Happy Meals? <laughs> not in Pompeii. No. <laughs> the, uh, this is, however, the most intact one they found. And what they found is... It was open to the street, because, you know, it's Rome. And they had, like, a bar in an L shape, and the chefs were behind it, and you would go up to it, kind of like a salad bar. Yeah, yeah. And they had deep dishes, like they have in soups and salad bars, and you would scoop it out, and you would go. And they had, on the bar underneath, they had pictographs of things like chicken... And various other animals. I've been to this restaurant. That they think. <laughs> I've been to this restaurant. You pick out. It's a stir fry place. That's what the deep dishes were. Seriously, you pick out the. You pick out your veggies that you want at the one part that's like the salad bar. Then you go up to the cook. You say where I had. You know they had steak, chicken. Uh, they had kangaroo. They had some weird stuff. And then you you give them your salad, and they toss it all together and make you a stir fry, and you say how spicy you want it, and then you go eat it. <laughs> I have been to that place. <laughs> and they also had a sign of a dog with a leash on it that they think that some are speculating might have been like either a, dinner or keep your dog on a leash. Yeah, exactly. And then all, and then that sign had uh, vulgar graffiti on it, ancient graffiti, not not modern graffiti like paints and stuff from Pompeii. So how little we've changed yeah and how that's uh how do they know it was vulgar i i don't know it was probably like uh, it was probably uh phallic or something oh Oh, okay yeah because it was all pictograms pictograms yeah right so i i just thought that was great i thought that was a great story that is funny (laughs) nothing's changed i i don't have anything from the news but i i after it's been wintry here in southern ontario cold and damp and yucky but so i've been i've been inside doing uh, i have an elliptical machine downstairs that i've been using but today i decided i was going to go outside anyway and had a little nice little run outside and it was quite nice not too cold a little bit of snow falling it was very pleasant i had, didn't uh slipped a couple times but i didn't fall so that was good <laughs> 
and it was just a nice a nice scene on a nice day and it just it reminded me a bit of of Yellowknife because normally in Yellowknife you never got that slushy brown crappy snow it was always like white yeah and, nice. and that's what it was today like it was just a nice white light snow not too many people had gone out yet so so it reminded me of like if you'd gone out and it was nice, it reminded you of Yellowknife in like September. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not this time of year. I mean, don't leave the house this time of year, but it was it was quite a nice run. And now the end is near. All right, parting thoughts. You know what I think that uh, fast food restaurant in Pompeii was? What? An Orange Julius. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> yes. Orange Julius Caesar. He did like to name things after himself. That's, I mean, it, it, the only salad option was Caesar. Yes. And uh, <laughs> no, no <It's>, doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Or maybe an Opa of Greece. <laughs> they had. They probably like cooked with heat from the like vents from the lava thing. Uh, yeah. Or as they called it, there, Opa of here. Opa of here. That's right. We just call it Opa. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is parting thoughts. I don't have anything set. I, I'm, you know, cool. Episode, season three. Yeah, cool. Good times. Next time we'll have something to talk about um, with the Georgia Senate races. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be wrapped up, and uh, we will uh, officially know that we're stuck with Mitch McConnell for at least two more years. Does he have to get elected again, or is he automatically the leader of the Senate? Uh, I think he might have to get elected again, but he will. Mm. He's like Palpatine. Yeah, he is. Now, there is hope if if the Republicans hold on to their Senate majority. There is hope for uh, 2022 because they will have a two-seat majority, the Republicans, and the Democrats in 2022 have mostly safe seats. And two Republican senators are up for grabs in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. And the one in Wisconsin, people are thinking it should be especially easy because he is a diehard Trump supporter. And he is one of the 11 senators who is going to vote against certifying Joe Biden from a state that elected Joe Biden. Maybe. But then Pennsylvania is Joe Biden's home state. Maybe. Ish. We'll see. We'll see. I, two I, years, lots, so much can happen in two years. That's true. That is true. And 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 generally, midterms don't benefit the incumbent president's party. Normally not. But we'll see. Uh, he might get a boost uh, for getting the pandemic under control. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. He has to, 2021, the pandemic has to be getting under control. The economy, by the end of the year, the economy has to be going again. Yeah. And then the following year, maybe he gets a boost. Yeah. And then there's still two years of a Joe Biden presidency, at least, where maybe the Democrats can get something done if they keep, keep control of the House, which, again, precarious, might not. They might gain the Senate, lose the House. Who knows? Odds are, in Georgia, there are two Republicans will win. I, I, it's possible, technically, that the Democrats will win. And so I hold on to that hope, but realistically, I know they won't. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I'm not naive... But I will still have that hope until it's over. I can't help myself. <laughs> well, I just uh, once again we had a we had a New Year's message, but I thought I'd say Happy New Year here to everybody. Thank you for continuing to to tune in to our little show. Two 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 two. 
and uh, you know we we enjoy doing it, and uh, we've now started our third season for no reason new season yeah <laughs> no reason new season and uh yeah we'll keep it we'll keep it coming as long as we keep having fun doing it i mean we don't we don't really care about you <laughs> maybe if you started emailing us yeah we might have more of a personal connection going on that's right but ignore all our calls for emails and whatever it's fine <laughs> anyway thanks again <laughs> we'll talk at you next week